SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. Hour number two, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Wetzel along with uh, Cam Stewart and George Kurtz filling in for Brian Bressling and the crew as we take you right up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, talking the world of sports. We'll look into the uh, Monday night game with uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh for all intents and purposes. Really a meaningless game for both teams, to tell you the truth. But uh, Pittsburgh still mathematically alive. We'll check out that little college football as well, just putting a bow on yesterday's NFL as uh, we had some more winners and some more losers. And I tell you guys, you know, we, we broke into the Antonio Brown stuff uh, um, and, you know, some fans want to give him the finger. I, I will give the uh, the Indianapolis Colts the finger because it cost me the over in the Colts-Raiders game. The Raiders wide receiver, Hunter Renfro, down just barely, just a f- replay show, just a finger cost him a touchdown. They end up kicking the field goal, and the game goes under as I was sitting on it overs on a bunch of parlays. So I'm not not too happy about that. But the playoff picture, uh, for the most part, uh, is uh, well, it's set for for the most part. I will say that in the uh, West, the the NFC, as I like to call it, uh, Green Bay last night beaten up on Minnesota, wounded Vikings team. That was a no brainer from start to finish. So Green Bay clinches the number one seed in the NFC. I mentioned it before. Uh, you, you may say the Rams. You want to tell me Tampa Bay? I'll say no to both of those. I don't see anybody beating the Green Bay Packers, who you can still get plus 170 on the money line to win the conference. You know, you might be able to make more money if you just bet them every single game, guys. But otherwise, that aside, uh, gambling aside, if you will, uh, I, I don't think anyone's beating Green Bay and Green Bay this year. You know what, though, Scott? I'm going to say this. If you look at the standings, right, other than Green Bay, I have less faith in the Rams and the Buc- like the Buccaneers got issues to it too. Like I still think Dallas. I know George they got to string a few together. I think they're dangerous and I think the San Francisco 49ers are probably one of the teams the way they match up can run the ball. I know it's Jimmy G. He's got to get back. Trey Lance, he had a good second half. He was a little bit bad in the first, but that is a team that is tough, and they can have a street fight there. So that's the thing. And let's remember one thing, though, Wetzel. Green Bay used to dominate at Lambeau in the playoffs. What is it? Seven and six now, barely over 500. All that yeah. doesn't mean nothing. You have one game where another team shows up. I just think it's very, very scary. And I'm going to tell you one more thing. Just to, and I think this needs to be talked about more. Matt Stafford is fusing into Matt Ryan. I don't know what this guy's doing. Take a look at the numbers and the interceptions. Hey, what is he throwing one in like the last 10 weeks? It has been awful. Minnesota would have beat them if not for a net play by Kirk Cousins in that game. Again, yeah. set up his team. Like, I got to, hey, they won that game. They don't cover, though. And I'll tell you something. Matt Stafford, everyone's saying, oh, what an upgrade. What an upgrade from Jared Goff. Really? This guy is regressing, and I don't know what it is. When he makes a bad throw, usually turns into a pick six. You saw the big uh, primetime game against Tennessee. He is struggling. And the Rams, all they need is just an efficient offense with that defense. They can be dangerous, but they're not getting it, guys. Yeah, 15 interceptions, George, for Matt Stafford. That's a lot of interceptions. He's damn Two right. Four, three yesterday. I mean, two yesterday, three the, the, the day before that. I mean, that is a lot of picks. Uh, yes, and it's not good. Uh, I think the problem for Matt is, I think, we're going to find out after the season. This seems to be every season with him, by the way. He's hurt. Got an injury. He heard about it, what, a month ago? That he had a back injury, a foot injury, I think an elbow injury. I think, though, that's what's contributing to a play. I think he's also starting to see the rush coming. 
because the offensive line is so-so. Luzi Dowell Henderson, I think, is hurt a little bit here. Although Sony Michelle uh, played pretty well. But he's regressing. I don't think there's any doubt he's regressing. And the Rams, let's face it, they're a team. They're a stars and scrub team, right? They have about six to eight really good players. When those guys are playing well, they're difficult to beat. But if one's not playing well, they're in trouble. They need Stafford to play well. Most teams need a starting quarterback to play well. They need Ramsey to play well and take away that top receiver and play half the field. They need Donald to just destroy the offensive line there and cause havoc in the backfield here. When they get all that, they're dangerous. They're as dangerous as anybody. Do I think a team from California can go in to Green Bay? No. No, I don't. But I probably didn't think Tampa Bay could beat Green Bay last year either. And they did. So I don't think I don't think Green Bay is this great. Exactly. Team. Oh my god, they're unbeatable. Yeah. I think they are beatable. I think Cam in a one game, just take away everything else in one game. Could Dallas go in there and do it? Absolutely. In a one game. Yes, they can, George. One and a Y. Three straight to get there. That's my issue. I think. Do I think Dallas yeah, I know, and I agree with that. Do I think Dallas can be Tim yeah, next week? Absolutely. But I don't know if they could if they could string three of those together. That's the issue. What does Dallas do well that Green Bay doesn't do? The one we saw with the Cleveland Browns. The recipe to beat Green Bay is to have a back and you pound the living crap out of these guys all day long. And the difference is Dak Prescott's a hundred times better than Baker Mayfield, who I don't know who the hell why he's doing progressive commercials and doing commercials for <laughs> Nissan. This guy's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and the guy's got commercial deals. Anyway, that's beside the point. I think it's nuts. I think Dallas actually with Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, George, you play that game, little dump offs, pound, pound, pound. You keep Rodgers off the field, it's not impossible. That's the thing. It's hard for these teams. Green Bay's been flying all year. All it takes is one game where they're not 100% and any of those teams. I'm telling you, I, I think the Dallas Cowboys can do it. I think San Francisco's dangerous as well. Who wins the head-to-head tiebreaker, guys, between Dallas and uh, and the L.A. Rams? Do you guys know? Um, if it goes by conference, I think it goes by, like, common opponent before conference. I no, think. those conference – it, it does go conference. conference. Yeah, you sure? Because I know common opponent is, is before conference in one of those tiebreakers. Yeah, Dallas would be ahead of them if okay. uh, if they beat uh, Philadelphia and the Rams lose. Well, I'll ask you this real also, quickly. You also would you rather face Arizona or San Fran? Would you rather face Arizona in the first round or San Fran? San Fran. Yeah? It's tough. That's I'd tough. rather face Arizona. Cowboys I think I would can't still. be Arizona. It's their history. They, they, they've had trouble going with Arizona from back to star back days. All right, we'll talk about when we come back. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sloppy at times, but I mean, it's, that was a playoff football game. You know, it's, it's not going to be perfect, and I think that's something that, uh, you know, obviously we're shooting for, for perfection. Um, but at the end of the day, man, they're going to make plays uh, as well. I think there's some stuff out there that we still need to clean up. Some throws I felt like I, I should have made, but other than that, man, we, yeah, we played turnover free. We got the ball back on defense. We played good complimentary football, so I think that was, you know, part of the part of the process of getting back on track. Obviously, you know, I think we kicked too many field goals, but you know, we don't turn the ball over. You play clean, you give yourself a chance. So I think that's uh, that's something that we did today. Touching hands, reaching out, touching me. Ah, a little uh, Kyler Murray, quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Boy, it's amazing, you know. 
Uh, Kyler Murray comes up with a big win, you know, a couple days earlier, a week earlier. They're talking about Cliff Kingsbury maybe being out of a job already, you know, just a couple years in. Now, now he's on the verge of maybe winning the division again, and everything's all peachy uh, in Arizona. Scott Wetzel, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz filling in for Brian Blessing right here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Just breaking down the NFL here a little bit. All right, guys, you know, ultimately when everything is said and done, uh, I think it's going to be Green Bay. I don't think they're going to have very many issues. That uh, Yeah, they could lose to Dallas. They could lose. You know, my preseason prediction of San Fran and Tennessee is still alive, barely, but it is still alive. And San Francisco could have very easily lost that game, if not for another bad call by the officiating on a fumble uh, that allowed the Niners to keep the football. They, they may have lost that thing. But when everything is said and done, I, I just would be surprised. Uh, you know, I'll stick to my guns of a San Fran, Tennessee if it happens. But ultimately, I'd grab uh, Green Bay right now plus the 170. What do you guys think in the NFC? George? George? All right, the NFC. <laughs> you guys uh, is George. Cam is Cam. You guys is George. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Uh, I, th- I think in the NFC, uh, I'm with you on Green Bay. Like I said, I think they could. I don't think they're a great team. I think they can be beaten. But like I said, I don't know who can do that. I don't think the Rams can do it. I don't think San Fran can do it. Not in Green Bay. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is just not doing that. I, you know, the Cardinals, no. I said I wasn't all that impressed with them yesterday. They played – like I said, Dallas played pretty much the worst game they could play. Cardinals may have played the best. They still only won by three. They had needed help from the officials to do that. I just can't see the Cowboys stringing those three. I, I assume they'll need to, to, to win three games to get there. Maybe it's in the second round they play Green Bay. Who knows? Uh, but I can't see – and Aaron Rodgers always beats the Cowboys of late. I don't know. I can't remember the last time Dallas Cowboys beat him. I don't think they've done that uh, under Dak. So, yeah, I got Green Bay going as well here. Well – but like I said, I don't think they're a mortal lock. I don't think they're this great team. Rodgers is great. And with three weeks that he could have off now, I have no idea if they'll play him this week or how much they will. Should certainly help that toe, right? The running game is fantastic with Dylan and Jones. It's, eh, it's a monster. No one can cover Devontae Adams no matter how many guys you put on him. Right? The, 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 the chemistry that Rodgers has with Devontae Adams, I don't know if we've seen since really uh, young Rice, Montana Rice, that kind of way. Rodgers knows where he's going to be, and it's so perfect all the throws he makes there. Uh, I th- but I think the way to beat Green Bay, which Dallas could take advantage, so could maybe the Rams, is pressure Rodgers. And with Gregory Lawrence, Micah Parsons, if they're going to line him up on the line, maybe they get Rodgers off that spot, make him a little nervous there. Aaron Donald certainly could wreck some things there. But the problem is, Green Bay, for the most part, doesn't beat themselves. We just talked about Stafford. Cowboys, we know, beat themselves. Green Bay won't, and that's why I think they go there. I don't put really Tampa Bay in this. I think without uh, Brown, without Godwin, I think they may be ripe for a first-round knockout. How about AFC? I was just going to say quickly, sorry, sorry, Wetzel. I was just going to say this. George, I don't know. And I like the fact that you're downplaying your Cowboys. I see some, I think Dallas could play with Green Bay. And, uh, you know, and San Francisco's my dark horse. I got a ticket at 60 to 1, so it's more like blind faith that they they could do something. But I'm going to say this. Dak Prescott can run. That's one thing that he can do. If he actually anticipates and runs and with Pollard and Elliott there, and you guys got wicked defensive players. You just got to come up with some schemes. You're right. You got to put Rodgers on his ass every single play. You got great receivers in CeeDee Lamb. I like your tight end. Schultz is doing good things. I think Dallas can actually play with these guys. They have the defense to limit Green Bay. You see Green Bay, sometimes their drives stall. I know it was early. Minnesota was playing well, and then they eventually got dummy. But I'm going to say this. Nothing goes according to plan. You talked about it. Tampa Bay, oh, Green Bay's going to murder these guys. No, they don't. They lose. Tampa Bay goes to the Super Bowl and wins. There's usually upsets can happen. I know it's hard for the home team, but I'm telling you, I think Dallas matches up against Green Bay better than people think. 
How about in the AFC where, you know, you could still get the Bungles at nine and a half to one to win the AFC and then 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. You know, I don't think Tennessee will lose at Houston next week. But if they were to lose and Cincinnati beats, you know, albeit a rival, but a Browns team that's playing for nothing, Cincinnati would be the number one seed. Because as far as I could see, they would have the better conference record. They beat Kansas City, so they'd win the head-to-head tiebreaker there. So if they all finished up tied, I, I would think Cincinnati would get the benefit of the doubt. Um, I tell you what, nine and a half to one, uh, you know, it's great to cash that 33 to one to ticket to win the AFC North, which they did. I mean, are we ready to elevate them to the status of could they actually win the whole damn thing? I'm going to oh, say God. this, Scott. I think every single team is live in the AFC. Tennessee, they can win. Kansas City, yes. Cincinnati, dangerous. Buffalo Bills, inconsistent, but can be amazing. New England, eh, we'll see. Indianapolis Colts has Jonathan Taylor in a running game. What's Wentz going to do with the Chargers? Should have beat Kansas City again. That's the thing. They screwed that thing up, and I know people talk about the numbers and going for it, but Staley, you got to know what situation is in the game. Sometimes field goals are good. This is the conference. It's if there's going to be an upset, there's no lock. You could literally, guys, don't you think you can make a case for like five or six teams here? Big time. Yeah. Like, there's anybody can win this thing. I'm going to knock out the Pats, so they're not going to do it. Uh, yeah, they're over. I agree. I agree, George. I just don't think they're as good. Like, Buffalo kind of beat them down that day, and they've been beating up on bad teams. I agree. But what do you think about like some of those other teams? Chargers could catch fire. Colts are dangerous. Bills, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Titans, anybody. Well, let's go. Let's assume the Chargers beat the Raiders, okay? So the Chargers get in, not, not the Raiders. Chargers, okay. beat the they have no run defense, can't stop the run, and they charge her. I mean, they lose games where it's like, what? How, That's true. How'd you, lose, how'd you lose to the Texas? I don't think they can do it either, although the talent is there. And if they had a, I think if they had an average run defense, I actually might like them a lot. But I'll say no. Carson Wentz sucks. All right, there's no way the Colts. Yeah. I love Jonathan. What Jonathan Taylor has done with Carson Wentz at quarterback is amazing. Because everyone in their mother is trying to stop this guy. So they're not going to do it. Patriots aren't doing it. They don't have the skill position. So it's the top four teams here. Tennessee, KC, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Now, I want to say Tennessee, but this is a team that lost to the Jets, that lost to Houston. You know, I mean, how? How? <laughs> they used both those teams. Now, they uh, Derek Henry is doing some individual uh, workouts. So uh, I don't know if he's going to play this week, but assuming they do get the bye, they do play Houston again, they, I, they get swept by Houston. I don't know what to tell you. But assuming they beat Houston, they'll leave the number one seed here, which means Henry is definitely back for their first playoff game. And they're a different team with him there. I assume Julio Jones will be back as well. You know, so they'll have their full complement of players here. And when these guys are healthy, they're as dangerous a team as anyone. But still, I don't see them being that, oh, my God, we got to go play Tennessee. No, I don't. I think it is one of KC, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Buffalo reminds me a lot of the Cowboys. When they're playing well, they're as good as anybody, but they're inconsistent. I think Cam said that, and I agree. Cincinnati, I think they're one year off here. I think they, uh, you know, Burrow is as hot as hell, but we don't know about his health right now. I keep checking this to still want to see what's yeah. going on here, and then nothing. There's still no update on him, which really uh, bothers me more and more. What's going on here? What are they? Why? What aren't they telling us here? So we're still waiting to hear about that. If he's out, then you know it's it's over and done with for them. So I keep going back to Kansas City. I know. Listen, I thought Spagnuolo was very stubborn yesterday. For the love of God, how about double covering Chase? All right, singly. I know, right? Work. God forbid. <laughs> he's, right, he's, he's eating your lunch here. Double cover. But uh, I'll, go with, I'll go with Kansas City, but I don't feel it uh, anywhere near as strong as I do uh, as Green Bay. 
Yeah, it is wide open, boy. It's almost like you just have to pick a team and hopefully the right dart is thrown. Yeah, you know, it just it, it could, as Cam was saying, it could be. I could. I would even include the Patriots. I know they only beat the Jags yesterday, but I was impressed with them bouncing back and, and you know they they beat up on these bad teams and they got a couple of nice wins. Um, you know, hard to believe a rookie quarterback would lead a team all the way through the Super Bowl, uh, basically playing on the road too the whole way. But you know. It, it, yeah, probably not. Probably not. And, and you're right. I don't buy into to, to Wentz. But it's got to be somebody. You know, the Bengals are too young. The, the Titans aren't any good. I, you know, I guess ultimately it always falls back to Kansas City despite them losing yesterday. It, it probably will be the Chiefs. You know, from an outsider standpoint, Chiefs versus Green Bay, that would be your most logical one. So, all right, Vegas Sportsbook Radio continues. We'll take a look at the college football scene from this week. That's next right here on Vegas sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com all right welcome back vegas sportsbook radio scott wetzel lola camps do with george kurtz filling in for brian blessing any kind of luck we'll be back tomorrow as he returns from his uh assignments uh, as we like to say in the industry talking uh the world of sports here a little nfl uh we'll put that aside for a second we'll continue to see if we get any updates on uh, the injury situation around the league as we know we had a couple yesterday including joe burrow who i do want to see uh obviously we want to see it all of them but that one in particular uh, draws my interest just because it shouldn't have happened uh with the goofy play that was called so that said, a little, little college football, but I, I tell you, it's amazing, guys, how college football just gets overshadowed. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know if it's because there isn't a playoff. We have the playoff game. There were two bad games this past weekend. There weren't that many great bowl games to begin with. The coaching is awful. The kids don't play. They all opt out. Uh, they're nothing but exhibitions, and, and it's just, uh, you know, it's a no-nothing college football it's really the antithesis of what sports should be, right? I mean, regular season less, postseason great, but in college football, it's just the opposite. And now we got a championship game buried like they do with college basketball as well. I'll never understand that. They bury it on a Monday night when nobody's watching, uh, and we got uh, Alabama and Georgia all over again. Anybody interested? I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Wetzel, no, it drives me nuts. It's this, it's, why are we playing LSU Kansas State? Like, on a yeah, yeah. anyway, they've, <laughs> know, they've right? been doing this stuff for years. It's like, what's the deal? Like, one of the worst bowl games you play it, put it at the start. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. I think uh, I like what I saw from Georgia against Michigan, buddy. And I don't know, yeah. maybe the third time's a charm for these guys. I bet Georgia. Um, I know they're favored now. Basically, the line came out, I think, at one, one and a half. I've seen it up to three in some places. I just believe they can get it done in this game. The problem is they've always choked. They've had Alabama on the ropes so many times and just find a way to screw up. I actually took Alabama, Scott, plus six. Remember in the, in the last time they played and Alabama yeah. won outright? I think... Kirby Smart and this team will be ready to go in this game. And I know it's hard to bet against Alabama, but I'm going to give Georgia one shot. I think they're going to be a very hungry team. I think it's going to be a close game. Probably if you like teasers, nobody's going to blow anybody out. I think Georgia's going to squeak out like a three or four point win in this game. And it's going to be a classic. Yeah, it's hard for me to go against Alabama, though, George and, and Cam. But I just, I got, the, to me, I got the better quarterback in, in Bryce Young. 
And, and that kid, I tell you what, if I could draft the guy, remember the old Boston Celtics drafted Larry Bird? I forget how the rules were, but you could draft the guy even though he had a year eligible, and, and the Celtics did that with Bird. If I could draft Bryce Young, I would use a first-round pick. I, I think that kid's going to be great. He's got a gun for an arm, unlike my guy, Tua Tags. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's dead on. He's got leadership abilities. He's just a rookie, a first-year starter anyway. Um, I think he's going to be great. So I got the best quarterback, and I got the better head coach. I, I, I can't. And you want to give me points on top of that? I'll it's a good that point, Wetzel. Week. It's a good point. It's a very good point. But I'm kind of surprised. Like, what, what do you think the line was going to be? Alabama one and a half. And sometimes, sometimes you look at the lines and you go, okay, is it too good to be true? And this, right. this point with Georgia, though, and that's the thing. Like, I, I look at this stuff and I kind of think differently than other people. If it's too good to be true, I'll take the dog or the less popular team. But it's hard. But in this case, you're right. Alabama has pedigree, coaching, every big game they showed up. And every time they were on the ropes, they found a way to come back, beat Auburn. They played a horrible game against LSU. They came back then. So this is just a team that's really hard to knock off. But I'll tell you, I think Kirby Smart and these guys are ready to go. Georgia, that defense, if they can find a way to get pressure, then they'll be fine in this game. That's the whole key to the game. Georgia's defensive front against Alabama's offensive line. And if they can't do it this year, right, if you're Georgia, I mean, exactly. if you can't do it this year, I mean, but they might not. You know, we were kind of saying that last year. If you can't do it last year, Jake Fromm and this and that, and, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. You know, there's the old saying, winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. And, you know, you're betting on this streak to end with Alabama. And, and I just, I don't know. I look at bets sometimes. What would give me more aggravation, me betting Alabama and having them lose or me betting Georgia and having them lose. And the one that would give me more aggravation, Georgia. Because then I'd be saying to myself, yeah. what am I, nuts? I, I I laid points to Alabama with, with a team that couldn't win a big game if it saved them. I mean, against a head coach who's the greatest head coach in college football history. I mean, what am I, nuts? You know, so sometimes I just break it down to the real simplistics of the game. Uh, you know what? That gives me left grief. I'll accept an Alabama loss. You know what? I'll get three points with Alabama. Doesn't happen, doesn't happen. So, I don't know. Who do you like, George? You know, I think when it comes to uh, betting, uh, outside of injuries, I look at three things uh, in each sport. Hockey, goaltender. Baseball, starting pitcher. Football, quarterback. I think you said it, Scott. Uh, hey, I, I'm not going to bet against Alabama anyway. All right, I'm gonna, I do like to ride streaks here. Because the way I look at it, I can only be wrong if, uh, once if I ride a streak. Right? Uh, the streak got broken. All right, I lost. It's it. It's done. Right. Uh, the streak's over here. I, I don't like betting against streaks here. I'm not a big college guy here, but I know I know that I'm not betting against Alabama, not betting against, uh, against Saban, and I know they have the better quarterback. So give me Alabama. Hey, what's uh, any other impressions, uh, guys, of the bowl season? I mean, I, to me, I, I really thought it was a no-nothing season. I know we had all the issues with the COVID and stuff, but the games that were played – you know, there was really only a handful of games that had any kind of drama, a lot of bad play. I mean, you know, nobody but nobody was at these games. I mean, they, they, every once in a while they would make a mistake and show the stands, and there would be like 5,000 people. I mean, I don't know. It's such a sad state. You know, you, the regular season of college football is so good, and and then they have all these exhibition games that just produce it's no drama. It's the opt-out, Scott. It's yeah. the opt-outs. Like a lot of the guys, like when you go to a game, say you're going to a hockey game and uh, Connor McDavid's not there and you buy tickets, you're pissed. You go to a basketball game, LeBron James, uh, Kevin Durant, they're not there, you're upset. You're paying money. Now we're going to these games. Kenny Pickett's not there. A lot of these stars aren't there. I got to be honest with you, though. A few bowl games were good. And it's funny, the military bowl schools actually offered a yeah. lot of entertainment. That Missouri-Navy uh, game I thought was absolutely uh, fantastic in that game. Sorry, Army. Uh, Army. That was a 
wicked game between Army and Missouri. Sorry, I got my academies mixed up. And why doesn't uh, Marines have a team? But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. You got Air Force, you got Army, and you got Navy. Uh, yeah, and I'll true. say some of the games, some of the games were really good. Like they were absolutely fantastic. But in all the games with the hype, Corral gets hurt. He's a first-round pick of the NFL from Ole Miss. He gets hurt in the game, right? Then you see other teams. It's just when you're missing your stars and the players that people know, casual fans, me and you, Scott, we watch everything. So we know these teams, but very disappointing. And let's call it out for what it is. That Utah-Ohio State Rose Bowl was sensational. That was a great game. And the Utah backup quarterback comes in, Barnes. He's got no experience. Oh, that was great. It was a great game. It was a great game. So you know what? I thought it was actually not bad. Usually that's what we have. We have a couple classics. We got a lot of duds. That's just the way it is. Yeah. The New Year's Day games weren't weren't too bad. Notre Dame and Oklahoma State, even though I'm an Irish guy. That's I don't understand. Why, why in the world, Cam, didn't Utah go for two? Now, in the end, it didn't matter. But, you know, you got a quarterback who hadn't thrown a football all season. He drives the team down out of the blue somehow or another on that last drive. Right There's a minute and a half left. And I, I was shocked they went for the one point. I was like, what, what are you kidding me? You know, you got to catch lightning in the bottle. You think this quarterback's going to do this every drive? I, I, I'm surprised Utah didn't go for two and try and take the lead. Um, you know, again, Ohio State came down and, anyway. And what about Ohio State? What about Ohio State at the end of the game? They could have marched it easy in for a touchdown to cover. They were nice to the That's... Utah gamblers. <laughs> that's the Utah. That's Kyle Winningham, the Utah head coach. They had me and me and uh, Mike Carver on uh, College Football Full Circle talked about this today. He had it at second and goal or second down and one at the Ohio State two with three timeouts left with 36 seconds left. He could have very easily called timeouts. You know, in yes. essence, give an opportunity for Iowa State to score the touchdown like they no doubt would have. But you would have had about 20, 25, 30 seconds left to try and, you know, get a, a field goal and uh, or a touchdown, and he didn't, you know, and he was getting six, six and a half. You, what, you want to tell me, guys, that he wasn't thinking about his boosters, his guys that traveled all the way to California from Utah, took time out of their day, took time off from work, hopped the family onto the car and onto the the, the, the tarmac there and hopped on the plane and, and no took Utah plus six and a half. You're telling me that he didn't take those timeouts knowing that they'd kick the field goal and lose by three versus call the yeah. timeout, they score a touchdown, they lose by seven? Oh, yeah. I'd like to thank him so much, Scott, yes, for being too. that type of guy. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing is, hey, you want to talk about scary stuff? You look at Michigan or whatever it is, Georgia – Take a look at those receivers that Ohio State had. Ooh, those guys were man. kids, and oh. they set records, like historical records. They Marvin were backups. Junior, like, they weren't oh, even starters. They were backups, I know. for goodness sakes. Watch out for Ohio State next year. Like, the way these guys were rolling, and Utah's a good team. Like, that is absolutely scary, what they're what they're bringing to the table. Yeah. What is that line going to be? I, I don't think FanDuel does. No, they don't. What is that line going to be? They open up against uh, my Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Um, I don't know who Notre Dame's going to have, but uh, I know that uh, you know Ohio State's going to have their quarterback back, Stroud's back for another year, and all those wide receivers. Sixteen and a half. Oh, at least, at least. <laughs> My <laughs> goodness, those kids yeah. were. It's like the cat, and again, they were backups. You know, think about how good that team. How did that team lose with those wide receivers? I would have run five wide every single freaking play. I mean, I'm not running the ball. I got a, I got a big time quarterback who could throw. Man, I got these kind of wide receivers. 
I, I don't know how they lost the football game. I really don't. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how they didn't put fifty on the board every single uh, every single game. To take no, and Michigan caught them at the right time. That's all. Like yeah. I, I hate to say this, and I'll even say I'll say at the game, Ohio State's a way better team than Michigan. It's fact. They just yeah. it was just one of those things. Sometimes that's the way sports work. They caught them at the right time. That's all. Yeah. So that's going to be a great thing. I, I would think for sure they would be number one uh, in the preseason polls next year without knowing. Who's in, who's out, who's coming back, and all that other nonsense. Uh, but I would think they would be number one for sure. All right. You mentioned sure. hockey. I, I tell you, you know, uh, th- there's been some trends out there, and I, I keep track of this stuff. And uh, along with the NBA, which started the season on a major, major under-under roll, that is flipped, nothing but overs. And the NHL, since that one-week break off, has had a ton of overs as well. We only got one game tonight. We'll take a break. We'll look at Edmonton Rangers, and I'll give you the numbers on how many overs are hit since uh, we returned to action right here on uh, Sportsbook Radio. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Lundell, Cam Stewart, George Curtis filling in for our good buddy, Brian Lundell. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Work. I mean, we got our division rival, you know, coming into our house, um, and so it's going to be a big game. Like I said, man, this team doesn't quit. We're not going to stop. You know, so it's all hands on deck. We're going to be ready to go. Hi, welcome back. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Wetzelin for Brian Preston, along with George Kurtz. Cam had to go run and do some things as he prepares for a future show. Uh, but we'll take it right up until the top of the hour. Then uh, Scotty Prudell is up next over most of the Sportsbook Radio Network station. That uh, Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews. Uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, Mark, I hate to break it to you, but your season is is over. Now, uh, you know, the Colts would still have to uh, win, which, uh, you know, you would think they would do against the Jacksonville or uh, the uh, Houston, yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, it is in Jacksonville, but then, you know, when, when you need someone's help and that someone's uh, one of the worst teams in the NFL, for all intents and purposes, your season is over. So it take a, a bunch of series, the tiebreakers, but they, they blew it yesterday. So that, that's basically done. You know, George, before the break, uh, and before we get into the NFL here again, I mentioned with the NHL, it is remarkable since they've come back. You know, you only get the one game tonight. It's very, it seems like, I don't know if this is just a quirk in the schedule, I'm guessing it's probably because of the Olympics that they, they kind of made it to seem like, well, I don't know why, but you don't have that many games. Let's put it that way. This is just the regularly scheduled uh, situation that they had, where they had this break or not. But since the break, uh, overs have been just flying in, and it's amazing. I thought it was going to be the case when they came back. I played two out of the three games. They both went over. The third game went over as well. And I said, all right, I'm going to play overs here. And then there were like five or six uh, games the next day. And I think it was like four and two. The first four hit, then the last two out in Las Vegas and, and L.A. went under. And then I stopped just because I'm a dope. But, you know, bottom line is since we've returned to action in the NHL, 23 overs, 12 unders, and one push. That's a pretty good that's – a, that's a 667 or so clip. That's pretty darn good, almost 70%. It's a trend. It's a trend. Theory being that once again, offenses are ahead of the goaltending and defense because no teams uh, have had a lot of practice, especially first game back. All right. And, uh, I would expect somewhat of that trend to continue tonight with Edmonton and the Rangers here. Edmonton 
They really don't have a goaltender. They don't have much of a defense either here. And they're playing against a Ranger team, a very good Ranger team here. And everything can score goals. McDavid, uh, Dreisaitl, we know these guys can score. They will be without Ryan Nugent-Hopkins tonight. Uh, you know, my, wor- my one worry about the over would be Shesterkin and Nett for the Rangers. Good goaltender right. there. So, but I still think he's cable uh, standing on his head. Right, he is, he's, he's played well. Yeah, he's played well. Now he may not start tonight. We don't know for sure. He did play yesterday, back to back. So maybe they go with Gorgiev tonight. Uh-huh, so, uh, we'll yeah. wait to uh, to see how that works out, and that'll be my deciding factor. By the way, if it's anyone but Shesterkin, I'm taking the over. You know, well, I'm going to take the Rangers in the game as well. I think the Rangers are the better team here. Everything's not playing well. They've lost uh, this little metropolitan trip. They lost to the Devils in overtime on uh, Friday. Lost to the Islanders in overtime on Saturday. So, uh, you know, you might say they're due here, but I, I, they're right. not playing well. And they don't have a goaltender. No Mike Smith. It'll be uh, more than likely uh, Koskinen in there tonight. Give me the over in this game, assuming uh, comes out and the New York Rangers. Ah, how about the how about the premise shots on goal? I, I'm seeing the. Um... Uh, Austin Matthews, or Connor McDavid, three and a half. Well, you think he'd come into New York. I know four shots on goals a lot, you know, for a player. But, you know, knowing that they lost these back-to-back games, you think he'd probably get just an extra shift or two if they're if it's a tie game or they're losing just because obviously when they break that losing streak, um, I find it hard to believe he's not going to get four shots on goal. Come to the Big Apple. Everyone wants to do well in New York. Yeah, you're only worried with that. He is a fantastic player. The Rangers don't have a great defense, by the way. So he'll have his opportunities. Your one worry about McDavid is that he is, can sometimes be the playmaker mode. Yeah, I know. Good. So that's my worry about him when it comes to the shots on goal. That being said, last five games, three, three, four, four, five. And the, team, the teams that he only had three were against the Islanders. And the Islanders are a very good defensive team. Not a surprise there. Uh, and it was also a second half of back-to-back. I like your prop, actually. Uh, I like I love the shots on goal. Got to get the right guys, of course. But yes, give me the uh, over three and a half here. And keep in mind that Islander game. I don't think the Islanders also allowed him a uh, power play. Another reason why I didn't have a whole lot of shots on that net. The Islanders uh, decided. Uh, I can say the side they played a very smart game. You cannot put the Oilers on the power play. Yeah, I uh, you know I I would think he would get it, but he needs a little more Alex Ovechkin in him. You know, you got to be a little more selfish. Pass, what's pass? I never heard of pass. You can't have pass. A little you know, bit more selfish. My God, yeah. Ovechkin's yeah. never met a puck he doesn't want to shoot. He shoots everything. Oh, everything. Yeah, it's tough because they post his numbers at four and a half, and, and to get five, you know that that you know that doesn't count block shots and shots that aren't on net. You know, if you just took his actual shots. You know, he's probably at seven or eight a game. But then, like I said, when you throw the ones that aren't on net or that are blocked or ricochet you off the post, which doesn't count as a shot, you know, then it's down to like the four or four and a half that he ends up, uh, you know, having the numbers posted at. But um, it is kind of weird. How long do you think that goes? I mean, as he said, that's a pretty good split there. You know, 20, or, uh, 24 or 12 and, and 1. I mean, does it go another day, another couple of days, another week? I mean, how long before, the you know, somebody's uh, the goals? I mean, because we're getting, like, monster games. I mean, we're not getting, like, uh, you know, 4 to 2 when the game is going over. We're, we're getting – I'll give you some of the scores that we've had over the last uh, couple of days. Because I know yeah, that, like – five like, game Pittsburgh and San Jose yeah. yesterday. It's 13 goals. We never see that. Yeah. Nine goals in Winnipeg, uh, Vancouver. Right, uh, so yeah, five four. Uh, I, Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I mean, eight five Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what what is uh, is there a change of philosophy? Does this continue? How long? How I long think, does the I Golden Deuce present practice. itself? All about practice. These teams haven't had a chance to do it. Remember, all those teams had the Christmas break. A lot of teams were shut down. 
And with uh, the Christmas break, they were all shut down anyway. We weren't allowed to practice. Everybody came right. back last Sunday to get their testing done. And then assuming everything went well, you would have to start practicing on Monday. So I think it's just trying to catch up here. And the schedule is soft this week. So I think you can have a lot more practices with the team. And another thing to keep in mind on, some of these teams have 88 guys on the COVID list. So they can't play. Your best players aren't playing. You're, getting, you're shuffling guys up from the AHL, from the ECHL. To get to be able to field the team, so there's no continuity here as well. I think that's playing into it. I think this does calm down. I think, uh, yeah, so there was only one game tonight. There were two postponements tonight. That's why there's yeah. only one game tonight. Uh, Carolina, Toronto, and Minnesota, Ottawa will postpone. So I think tonight we're going to get the over. But then starting tomorrow, I'll look more. Ch- I won't be blind just betting it. I'm going to once again look at teams, right? How much practice have, have they had? Like New Jersey, Boston. I am not betting the over in a New Jersey game. They don't score goals. I don't care if they have. There's a trash can in that. I'm not so sure they would score goals. <laughs> so I'll be care. I'll be careful about that. But uh, but I want to see how many how many times these teams have played. How many uh, how many days of practice could they have gotten over the weekend? Uh, that's what I'll take into account for. But I think it is going to slow down to go back to normal by the end of this week. Yeah, we got 10 games on the schedule anyway tomorrow. And I got to check Boston, too, because you're talking about a team just decimated uh, with, with the COVID. That they were definitely one of them. So make double check because most of their guys were, were out. So it's good for hockey, I suppose, because people love goals. I don't know how they're going to get all these games in. I know they're not going to play in the Olympics. I understand that. And, and, and the players aren't too pleased about that, obviously. But, uh, you know, I... I I don't know if there comes a point in time where they just say, all right, that's it. It is what it is. We're going to go by percentages again like we did last year versus how many games. And, you know, we can't have everyone play 82 games. Just It's just not happening. So we'll just go by percentages. Maybe they would add a team or two. I don't know if they would necessarily really want to do that. Um, but, you know, I'm just curious to know how they're going to get all these games in. Well, theoretically, they have enough time. In the NHL, on a normal season, you get about 50 games a week. That's 150 games. Uh, during the three-week break they have in February. There were no games scheduled from February 23rd to the 27th due to the Olympics. So they have three weeks. Now, granted, they want to give each team about a week off for the All-Star break and all that stuff. So you really don't have 23 days. You more like have 17. But there's only a little over 100 games that have been postponed right now. So theoretically, they can make them up. But there are a couple of problems. One being, every team was told. You know, the NHL knew going into the season, hey, there could be a problem here. Every team was told during the Olympic break, don't book your arena. Did the teams listen? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. not. You got concerts <laughs> going on. You got Disney on ice and all this other crap that goes on there. <laughs> so that's a problem. You can't, not every team can have a game rescheduled. The bigger problem, though, is Canada. You're seeing it now. A lot of these postponements, Scott, are not for COVID-related reasons. Well, I guess not directly COVID, but because Canada and some of the provinces have strict attendance. You know, either no attendance, half attendance, whatever it might be. So the NHL is postponing games, hoping that during February they'll have they'll be allowed fans back in the arena. Money, 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 money. I don't know how much that's going to work. I don't know how many more games they can continue to postpone here and think they're going to be able to fit them all in. Uh, do I think Canada's going to be a problem with the new rules that we're seeing in the NFL, NBA, Angel has it too, about five days? I think only Canada's thrilled about this. You're going to have all these players coming in, staying at hotels, going to airports, and now they're not sitting, you know, they're not quarantined for 10, they're only quarantined for five if they test positive. So there's a lot of uh, still moving parts here. Right now, as things stand, do I think they'll all play 82? No, no, I don't. Because I, don't, I just think it's going to get more and more and more. More games got to be postponed here. So I don't think they'll play 82, but they want to. They're going to go down fighting. So what would they do? What do you, I mean, would they would they just uh, even it out and then cancel other games or go by like I said win percentage? Um, you know, I mean, what what's the alternative to not having everyone play the same amount of games then? 
that's the uh, that, that's the precedent, right? That's what we. That's the sixty-four thousand dollars question. Yeah, yeah, right? percentage, that, right? That's the precedent. So I think they'll go win percentage again. Have no other choice. Wow, uh, I saw a story on uh, I think it was Yahoo Sports that they uh, did a preliminary on the Baseball Hall of Fame. I wanted to throw this in before we were through. And this is the last year for um, Barry Bonds and, and company on the ballot. And they said, you know, the initial report was that uh, he would not get enough votes, which I am perfectly him and, and uh, Roger Clemens, they, they wouldn't get enough. So I'm okay with that. What, what, do you think? what was your review on the, the Hall of Fame, Roy, the guys getting in? Well, uh, he's, they're not going to get in. All right, Bonds, uh, Clemens, uh, Sosa, all those guys, they're not getting in. They have very little chance to get in. You want to know my opinion? Now, I don't think I care uh, about the Hall of Fame, who gets in. Uh, in my mind, Scott, there are plenty of players who should be taken out uh, because they don't, they're not Hall of Famers. We've become the Hall of Very Good. This is not the Hall of Fame anymore, so I lost my interest in it a while ago. Plus, let's face it, Bonds, Clemens, these guys are being kept out because of steroids. Are you honestly telling me that there aren't any steroid guys already in there? Of course there are. Oh, I'm sure there are, yeah. Of yeah. course there are. The Hall of Fame is a museum. It's a history of the game. Therefore, guess what? You cannot tell the history of the game without the steroid abuse. You can't say it. You can't tell it. This is the 50s, 60s, 70s. We had greenies, right? The amphetamines. You yep. used to go into a clubhouse. There'd be uh, two, uh, two pots of coffee. One was unleaded. One was leaded. Unleaded didn't mean uh, no caffeine. All right? It mean unleaded <laughs> meant no greenies. Leaded yeah. meant greenies. All right, that's what it is. So they, they've been cheating and using the, I guess, not technically performance-enhancing devices, but stuff that would help them perform forever, forever. Let them in. You want to put a, a bottom of their plaque. They know Barry Bonds was, or in this era, players used the uh, steroids, blah, blah, blah. I have no problem with that. But you cannot tell the history of the game without these players. You're talking Barry Bonds, maybe the best, the greatest hitter to ever play. I don't care how big his head got. You know, Clemens, I don't care how big a jerk he was, one of the best pitchers ever. You can't tell it without these players. I'd, I'd, I'd uh, be on their side a lot more if they just admitted it. What bugs me, Joy, is they deny it. You know, it's kind of like you want to lie to me and then you want me to reward you. That That's where my issue lies. Just, just say you did it. You know, times, that's the way they were. There were no real rules. Uh, you know, everyone was doing it anyway. And, and the baseball looked the other way. We were all encouraged, in essence, to do it. So, yeah, I did it. What do I want you to say? I'm going to go above the rule. If they were more honest like that, then I'd, I'd be on their side a little bit more. But it's their arrogance of saying, no, 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 I know I didn't do it. When we all know Clemens did it. We all know Bonds. We all do Sosa and all the others. They did do it. That That's what really, if they would just fess up, I'd be on their side. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up shop and give us uh, give you your, our thoughts on the Monday Night Football game. That's coming up on uh, Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Not exactly Johnny Cash, but uh, okay, it is what it is. I'm just a fill-in. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. What the fudge is that? Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Scott. Does Brian like that stuff? Really? Okay. Uh, 
sitting in there, Scott Wetzel and uh, George Kurtz sitting in for Brian Blessing. Just, uh, just kidding, guys. All right, little Monday night football here, George. As we got the, uh, it's a tough game. In, in some ways, it's tough. In other ways, it's not. I guess you always look for different angles. It's amazing no matter what the circumstances. You always find some angle for a better that you just say, all right, I like this angle. My angle tonight: Pittsburgh, a whopping two and a half point favorite now after being a three, three and a half point dog, which I really loved them last week. Well, I should have put in. I'm not big on putting games in early, especially now with the COVID situation. But uh, I, I did love Pittsburgh even more when they were getting points, obviously, versus now an unmotivated, supposedly Browns team. And it's not exactly like the Steelers have motivation, but they do have Big Ben. Probably will be his last game uh, at home. It should be an emotional scene. It'll be cold, frigid temperatures, I'm sure. But I, I do like the Steelers because of that. And I love the Big Ben props. I, I'm going to go it all over. So your touchdown passes, one and a half. Uh, yards thrown, 230, uh, 235 and a half. And, and even attempts, 34 and a half. I think they're just going to say, you know what, Ben? We're out of it. You know, Colts aren't losing to the Texans. You go knock yourself out. Go throw the football 40 times. I, you've got me rethinking this. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I am rethinking that because there is something to that that they want Ben to go out. I guess sort of a hero throwing the ball all over the yeah. place. I still think it's going to be a big Najee Harris game, though. I do think they give him the ball a lot. I like both running games a lot. I like Nick Chubb as well. I'll be on his props tonight. All right. Uh, anything else going on tonight for you uh, with the boys in Vegas or anything else? You got one hockey game. I know you're not an NBA guy. Yeah, not NBA, but I'll be on that hockey uh, quite a bit. Uh like your shots of her uh, – for McDavid, I think they are going to get some power plays tonight. I'm going to be on power play points for Leon Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl will score a goal. Ah, is that your, uh, my like, my little pet peeve is shots on goal. Is that yours? Power play goals or uh, points, rather? Power play points. I like power play points a lot. Ah, the magic. Just pick the right person. Yep, that's what it's all about. There you go. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Wetzel with George Kurtz filling in for Brian Blessing. Have yourselves a uh, blessed, good rest of your Monday. But perhaps we'll talk to you tomorrow. How to spot a sports gaming winner. They listen to us. Don't rely on luck. Get the expert information you need. The winning edge. 